On this Sunday, we hear in the shrine of Our Lady, St. Mary Major, this beautiful basilica, honoring Our Lady. It happens to be the feast of Our Lady of Lords, even though that kind of gets hidden because of the Sunday liturgy. But Our Lady is very present to us. And I was just thinking, you've heard me share this before, I think, on this gospel passage. Just pay attention to the story within the story, if you will, the idea of the leper coming to Jesus and Jesus seeing him. And remember leprosy, if you remember that episode of The Chosen, the way they were treated, even the way we read from Leviticus, that, that self-alienation. You can't come into the town. You're outside the town. You are in un, unclean, impure. No one can come near you, much less touch you. And our Lord sees him and has pity on him. He considers the wounds, perhaps we can consider the wounds, the corrupting, disgusting wounds of a leper. Your skin is corrupting, your whole body is falling apart. It's nothing pleasant, and there's a stench. Our Lord goes into that, all the way into that, where everyone else was going to probably stay away. Remember in the episode of The Chosen, you see the apostles like taking their weapons out to make sure that this guy doesn't come near the rabbi. Our Lord walks into the mess, walks into the stench, walks into the wounds, touches the leper. I do will it. Be made clean. You could hold that in your hearts. Ponder that. Because each, each one of us needs to allow ourselves to be both the leper, because we are. My sins are gross. And the times I've told God no, are, are shameful. They, they, they crush my, my pride. Anything else, if I were just look at it, how disgusting is the sin of, of leprosy, the sin of, of our, our hearts, the sin of our pride, our vanity, our selfishness, the sin of our comparison, the sin of our, our greed, the sin of how we look down on, our, on others, the sin of, of putting God last in our lives, the sin of our ingratitude towards Him. It's disgusting. It stinks. And yet our Lord comes into our sin, touches our hearts, he almost says to us, if you are willing, I do will you to be clean. At the same time, the story is actually a bigger picture of our Lord. He doesn't just touch like snapping his fingers and walks away as if he's not affected by what happens. It's almost like you want to hear Jesus say to the leper what he would say to the apostles. Do you realize what you're asking of me? Do you realize what this is going to do to me? The cleansing of our sins was not something that does not touch our Lord, does not affect Him. The healing of our bodies, the healing of our souls cost Him everything. And you see it in the story that the leper, after the healing takes place, is now welcomed back into the community. He's walking with his friends. He's giving his parents probably the first hug in decades. And he's being cheered by his fellow men and women where is Jesus? It says he's now outside the town. He can't come in. For different reasons, but the same experience. He is now taking the place of the leper. He's now experienced himself the effects of our sin. We could leave it there with another lesson. But again, I hear our Lord later ask James and John, in that same moment when he said, do you know what you're asking of me? He said to them, can you drink the cup that I must drink? 
I don't think it's necessarily a rhetorical question because they would. We're walking in the footsteps of the martyrs, of the apostles, Peter, Paul, James, John. They did. So perhaps today we hear our Lord ask you and ask me, would you also share with me the burden of my suffering? And for all of us who could, and for those who would do it in spirit, you just suffered a little bit with our Lord climbing the holy stairs that he himself climbed. You just gave our Lord a little bit of a yes. Lord, if you're willing, I would like to drink that cup with you just a little bit. Those of you who couldn't, don't worry, that doesn't count. You couldn't. But I think we were there in spirit and all of us trying to share a little bit of the burden, perhaps of our own sins, perhaps of the sins of our brothers and sisters in Christ, through Christ, and with Christ. You did it. You said, yes, Lord, help me to drink that bitter cup a little bit with you. And I would invite all of us in our faith to move beyond, or ask the grace to move beyond the fulfillment of some sort of list of rules or some image of perfection of what my holiness should look like, what I should be for my brothers and sisters because they're all judging me and I need to live up to that expectation. I need to compare myself to this person or that person. Just sit there and say, Lord, you drank the cup for me. You suffered that for me. I want to know you more. And knowing you, I want to not be able to help but to love you more. And in loving you more, Lord, I want to not be able to help but to only imitate and follow wherever you go because that's what love does. Love doesn't leave you alone. And I don't want to leave you alone anymore in the bitter cup that you drink. My love moves me to want to share that cup with you because I know you better and I see what you've done for me. It's actually a prayer from the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. May I, may I know you, Lord, better, such that I cannot help but to love you more. And may I lo in loving you more, whether I could not help but to follow you more closely in all that I do. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.